Hi, my name is Anne McElhenney. And I'm Phelan McAleer. And welcome to the Anne and Phelan Scoop oh. Daily Virus. And Phelan needs to put on his microphone. Okay, we're going to stop. No, we can start. No, we can keep going. Do you think people heard you? Well, as, as one of the commentators said today, as one of the people who I did not pay to say this, you need to let me go off my tangents. People want to hear me. Hello, Anne. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. And I, will, I, I we actually we must we must mention her in the next actually in the next virus. But anyway, let let's get on with today. So today it's Welcome. Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday, July the twenty third, week eighteen of the two week flatten the curve lockdown. That's two weeks. It was going to flatten the curve, and all our problems are going to be solved. We did flatten the curve, and now we're crushing the curve. But we're actually crushing the orange man, which is much more important, and crushing people, which is you know. Uh, collateral damage. So in today's show, what in tarnation is wrong with all our scientific experts? And can I just say, I have never had the opportunity to say what in tarnation. So we're really happy about that. So don't forget the joy in the little things. I'm talking of fun words. Uh, Toby say, Toby Young, your, your friend. My, our friend. No, your friend. He's more of a friend of yours. Okay, fair enough. He was in the front row of one of your panels. He was. He was. He that's, laughed at your jokes. Well, I'm, I hope so. Um, so Toby Young's site, that's again lockdown skeptics that we're always talking about, has identified a wonderful bull stat. That's I'm a talking new word. It. Bull that's stat. A... I like it. Bull stat. Get it? Not bull whatever. But yeah, anywho. Okay. Uh, talking of stats, two one two real ones that we're gonna that are worth some focus. We're gonna look at them and uh, so you can use them with your very panicked friends and family and there's a lot of those people around. And what fresh hell is this for our children? A story from the very aptly named Downers Grove, Grove School. Illi- School. Yeah. I think it's in Illinois. Yeah. And guess who is promoting a conspiracy theory website to bolster Chinese propaganda? And the clue may be in who? <laughs> <laughs> bum bum. And guess who's not letting a crisis go to waste? But first. No, who is? Anyway. Did I write? Who, yes, who is? Like, I don't know. Oh, yes, who's not letting it go? Correct. I'm cor- I was correct first. You know what? Can I just say, it's very early in the morning and this could be part of the problem. It's four in the morning and once more the dawning. Okay. How have our scientific experts, Phelan, got it so wrong? And so this is a piece from David Marcus from... The, the, the Federalist. From the Federalist. And it's a really good piece, actually. Um, so, you know, he basically starts by saying masks don't make a difference. Remember Fauci, that? Yeah. It was about two months ago. The consensus of scientific experts who must be obeyed unless one is a Trump-loving troglodyte assured us that there was no need to don a silly mask. Today, masks are the holy grail of stopping the virus. And How fact, did that happen? And not at the holy grail. You are a monster if you don't wear a mask or if you even object to wearing a mask. Correct. And then, I remember on February 29th, Fauci, you know, the Lord Guru of all science, went into the day show and said the virus was low risk and we shouldn't modify our behavior. Two weeks later, the country was shut down and, and we had the most devastating economic collapse in generations. No one is asking Fauci about where that, how the science flipped in two weeks. Um, yeah, he's not getting hammered for that. And it's not, it's not the only thing. Um, and I love this that, this that, that, that Andrew Marcus points out here, but of all the blunders by our elite intellects, that must not be questioned. Perhaps the most significant is the one that where President Trump pointed out. This is brilliant, by the way. So President Trump pointed out in March, um, and only to be, and he was jeered and mocked. Yeah, he, by probably, the way. he told Sean Hannity that the World Health Organization assertion that 3.4 percent of people who contracted 
the Chinese Wuhan COVID virus would die was wrong. So the 3.4% was wrong. And he believes the number was closer to 0.5%, by the way, right? And was he mocked? You know, oh my God. Trump's gut collides with science mocked NPR. And, uh, you know, and you know what? It turns out, actually, that the Center for Disease Control said the virus death rate is close to 0.4%, mm -hmm. which is quite close to 0.3% and very far away from what the WHO Health Organization and the Chinese say was 3.4 or 5%. 0.5, which uh, is what he said. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which he had said 0.5. Yeah, you know, he, he said, sorry, he said 0.5, but the, the yeah. Chinese... Oh, no, 3.4, which, by the way, which, which would have been, by the way, just let's take a moment, if it had been 3.4, and by the way, that's where, why everything went nuts and yes. that's why everything was closed down, because we were basically having... Um, what's it called? I was going to say the Spanish, not the yeah. The, well, if three point four million, there you go. If it was a three point four. Put it in context. If it was a three point four percent death rate, and if fifty million Americans contracted COVID, which was possible, one point seven million people would die, at a mortality rate of 0.4 percent. That number shrinks to two hundred thousand. Tragic loss of life, indeed. But you know, you know, your your country should be shut down, for perhaps for one point seven million deaths. For 200,000 deaths, it's, it's, it's tragic, especially when those deaths are focused primarily in long-term care homes, which you could stop by closing down the long-term care homes and quarantining them and focusing all your resources on that. So that is the science that, that you know, please, when, when you hear people say masks, you must wear masks and you're evil because the scientific experts say that. Just remind them that they predicted 3.4% death rate, 1.7 million people dying. And you remember the Imperial College, there was going to be 2 million Americans dying. So anyway, more. Tell us about the BBC, Anne. You saw so this, this is story. a bull stat. This is, again, this is from our dear friends over at um, Lockdown Skeptics. I love this story. So the headline is bull stat on the BBC. And this is a reader of the Lockdown Skeptics website who wrote to Toby Young and said, there was an interesting COVID bull stat for you inside the BBC news story on government pay increases today, whatever. So this is in the UK, right? They suggest that more than 300 NHS workers, that's national health system workers, have fallen to COVID. And by fallen, they mean dead, mm. by the way. I just think that's really funny. It's kind of, kind yeah. of British, you know, fallen, yes. fallen yes. To, the, to the virus. They fell at the psalm. They fell. Second day of the psalm. Fell at the virus. No, they didn't fall at the virus. They died of the virus, which is awful, right? By yeah. the way, three, 300 NHS workers. Over, over 300. Over 300. So, so the writer says, if we assume it's 400, so let's just add another 100 there. And there are 1.4 million NHS employees, which there are. Yes, second biggest, second biggest employer in the world. In the world after the Chinese army. That is a fatality rate of 0.03% at this point, which really is very low given that presumably much of the NHS was at a greater risk. Those people were at a greater risk of exposure than the general population. And it's fairly reliable given the decent amount of testing in health workers. So I just think, I thought that was a delightful thing, you know. So the BBC kind of, they told a story in a bit of a, another story and missed out on actually kind of a fabulous good yeah. news story. But you know what? They didn't miss out on a fabulous good news story because this is what they specialize in is just let's make everything awful. Let's continue to do panic porn mm -hmm. let's continue to terrify people and terrorize people yeah, well, by the seems way to be it's a terrorizing journalism thing. seems to journalists seem to think that their job is to always push 
for bigger lockdowns and bigger stock. You know, they, they have no idea that they should have no stock in this. Yeah, but it's, it's like so. All these journalists at these press conferences. Why haven't you done this more drastic and this more drastic and this more drastic? And no one's sitting there saying, why isn't a journalist saying, why haven't you done less? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's a perfectly legitimate question. And by the way, just, just to kind of, you know, emphasize again why we're saying that, you know, there is a cost to the lockdown that, that is continue, continuing to be ignored by the media. Mm-hmm. There is a cost. You know, Heather MacDonald writes very well about this, about the fact that, you know, economy, you know, oh, you're going to sacrifice lives for the economy. Shut up and stop being stupid. The economy is people. Mm-hmm. You know, the economy is stu- is people stupid, you know? As, as Bruce you Willis know. said in Die Hard Yeah, 4. the economy is people. Businesses is people. Um, this is people and people's livelihoods. And it's not, there is no, um, it is not a neutral thing to lock down the whole economy and not think that there's going to be a consequence. And there is a consequence. And it's not only... Um, a monetary thing. It's a it's a fatality thing. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So as I cough, but of course you're part of my family film, so I can cough on you. Yeah, but th- just because I'm part of your family doesn't mean you can actually give me the virus. Oh, thank you. I didn't cough on you, by the way, just to be technical. There. Tell us about the next story while I kind of well, actually, it's, you know, here. It's, it's a, here's a good statistic <coughs> that you don't see reported. Um, it's from the website of the Winton Center for Risk and Evidence Communication. So they they just deal with figures. Basically, more in, in California, more under 40... In the UK, sorry, I think this UK, is. Sorry. Yeah, in the UK. Oh, yeah. In, in the England UK, and Wales. More under 45s have died uh, in road traffic accidents this year than COVID-19. Which more, really, yeah, more the, under 45-year-olds have died in road traffic accidents, and that's in England and Wales, yes. than died of COVID. So this, this backs up. This is a disease of the very old. And so, by the way, can I just say, why is no one saying we should stop people driving? You know, I mean, it's really reasonable, by the way. Why is that not a reasonable thing? Maybe, Why is that well, not maybe a... that's the new normal. But by the way, try and get people on, on public transport now. See, see where you go. I always said that, though, the only problem with public transport is the public. It's very funny, actually. Because we live in L.A. and because tr- public transport is like, like appalling here, if you were to try and go from one place to another place here on public transport, and sometimes I look at it on the Google thing, yeah. you know, there's a way that you yeah. can look at it. It's like... You know, as opposed to driving to a place from one place to another, it's like, whatever, 45 minutes. To do that on public transport is seven hours or whatever. Mm. Like, it's hilarious and it's like 35 stops, whatever, kind of crazy stuff. But, um, yeah, so not at all. So so then I remember I remember after having lived here for quite a while and going back and going, we went to the UK. I went to the UK somehow on my own, to London, I remember. And I remember arriving off a plane and getting on the on the tube and, and, and suddenly being kind of so aware of the public mm. aspect of public transport. And it's it's quite, and, and I, the reason I was very aware of the public aspect of public transport on that occasion was I was on my own, mm-hmm. and you end up in a little, little sealed off tube for a while with a cray cray, mm-hmm. with a completely crazy person, for example. And you think, well, this could work out very badly for yes. me because people get on that tube and no one has search them or whatever yeah. they didn't go through a detector or whatever a metal yeah. detector or whatever and they're on there with you and now you're sealed up with them um with really no defense you That's know right. and so yeah so being in your car even though the car is obviously super evil and everything um is actually fabulous but anyway that was a tangent but uh but apparently we've been told the tangents are good so we're going to just yes. keep on going with them but i love this film this is a great chart that we're looking at right here 
On the 17th of July, the Office of National Statistics published this astonishing chart, which basically, can you explain yes. it, Phil, to people? So basically, it's really amazing. All, for 2020, up to, up to June 2020, there's a huge drop in the number of deaths in everything else except for COVID. So there's a huge drop in the number of deaths from Alzheimer's, huge drop in the number of deaths uh, from chronic lower respiratory diseases, from from this is June. influenza, even from from the flu up, you know, in June 2020. So basically, the question is, have these people died of these diseases as they normally do? And have they all then been uh, put down as COVID-19? Uh, and are the it's figures amazing. Skewed? It's a I mean, very so good basically story. Either, either there's been a massive cure of flu deaths, dementia. massive flu, dementia, heart attacks, all these, or people are dying of these, but they've been put down uh, yes. as, as COVID-19. Like that guy in San Antonio, that young fella, who died of a motorcycle accident, but he had been tested positive within 30 days. So he was put down as a COVID death. You know, so. that's, yeah, that's, it's a very great story. And actually that story um, was highlighted by the Daily Mail. Really good stories, actually. And then um, let's, let's now look at, well, do you want to? Oh, I want to tell the story about our lovely friend, Mrs. Claus, yeah. which we've, talk, we've mentioned Mrs. Claus before here, and she's a darling first friend of ours. First name, not Santa. And so first name, not Santa, and she's in New Mexico, and we totally are going to come to Albuquerque and meet her one of these days. But she sends us this story, which is all over the what place. What fresh hell is this? What fresh hell is this? So um, That's so, our headline, not theirs. That's not, yeah, exactly. That's not Mrs. Claus's headline, but it. what fresh hell is this? T tell us about it, Anne. District, so District 99 proposes hybrid learning plan amid the coronavirus, according to Patch, right? So th this is from Downers Grove, Illinois. You know the way, it's funny, um, the names of places. Can you imagine being brought up in a place called Downers Grove? Yeah, anyway, so there is... Well, we live in a street with a pretty ugly name, which we're not going to say. No, we're not going to say. And it's the first time we've ever lived in a place with an ugly name. We've yes. lived in places with pretty names. Yes. This is the first time we've lived in a place with an ugly name. But anyway, I was going to say that, but then I thought you'd say the name of the street that we live in, and we're not going to say that. Because we don't want to be doxxed. We don't want to be doxxed like, what's his name? Um, like Tucker Carlson. Like they were going to do to Just, Tucker Carlson. And they were going to do it. And they were going to do it. And by the way, we've been doxxed in the past. We've been doxxed in the past. We had to leave a house we really liked, a mm -hmm. place we really liked living because we got doxxed. Yeah, the they past. published the address and the, helpfully the photographs of it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we're not going to be um, issuing anything about yeah. our address, but we love the people who love us here. So we love mm -hmm. you guys. Anyway, Downers Grove, Illinois. This is a great story. So, so this is... Uh, so this school district have proposed how they how they yeah you know, they've made this proposal of how kids are going to safely get back to school and and you know what I, I, it's funny I, I i was talking to film earlier about our friend we've got a friend who who writes for hollywood you know he, he's a big deal mm -hmm. writer in hollywood and he writes very dramatic stuff and very imaginative and scary and all this and I was going to send, I'm going to send this to him later on because like you read this and you think you, you're going to do this to kids. Are you going to do this to kids? This is like a scary movie. Here we go. Let's, I'll give a bit of this because there's too much of it actually there, but you can, you guys can look this up before boarding the, the, the bus. If the kids are coming on the, uh, on the bus, right? They, they have to wear their student ID as well as both a mask and a face shield. The student will present their self certification pass to the bus driver indicating that they are fever free and free of COVID-19 symptoms. 
Students who do, not, who do not ride the bus will present their ID and self-certification pass at the entrance of the school. All entrances will be monitored. Students without the self-certification pass will be symptom checked before boarding the bus. By the way, ch uh, you know, check out how would you do that, by the way or entering the school. Random symptom checks may be performed. Students may not enter the building earlier than 7.30 p.m. No, students, on, yeah. students, there's loads of conditions. Students shall not share any items, equipment, textbook, paper. Uh, after a class is dismissed, students will spray EPA. They spray down. So when desks. they leave the class to go to the next class, they have to spray down the the, their desk, right? Yes. And then during passing periods, students will proceed directly to the next class wearing both a face mask and a face shield. They, students will not have a locker. And, and the will stairwells will be marked as one direction. Yeah. Students will not have a locker and will carry possessions with them at all times. <laughs> you know, when they enter the next class, they'll wipe down the desk and hand sanitizer. Um, no food will be consumed by students whilst in the building unless there's a medical reason to do so. They're going to allow water bottles, however, by the way. Yeah. They're going to allow water bottles, which may be refilled at water stations. It's just madness. And, it's, just... and it goes on and on. And, and you yeah. know what? And I just think, you know, and we um, spoke to um, some friends we have in Ireland today and heard a very sad story of a young person uh, committing suicide. And this is another name of another person. We're not going to say the name or whatever, but another young person in a long list of young people that we have heard about through our own, our own very small, you know, connections world. in the world uh, who has taken their own life. And you think of putting children into this kind of an environment where, by the way, studying is stressful, by the way. You know, school is stressful. Mm -hmm. It's a hard environment no matter what, by yes. the way. I always used to say, I was a high school teacher, and I always used to say to children, can I just tell you one thing to hang on to for the rest of your life? This is not the happiest days of your life. Yes. And I used to always feel really proud of saying that to children because it's true. And I was like, and I, because I, I, I think it's a very hard, difficult place to be. So put those children with those conditions. It's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, Phil, tell so, me about the WHO. Yeah, WHO. So here we have a WHO official, shock, shock, promoting a conspiracy theory website, which bolsters, shockingly, bolsters China's coronavirus disinformation tell campaign. Tell me more. Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, so Gabby stared. Who's you know, she's not some nobody. She's the WHO World Health Organization communications director. Tweeted on Monday false claims that Taiwan never provided any warning to the organization about the novel coronavirus or its transmissibility. Uh, and it's this fringe website, the Grey Zone, which is run by Max Blumenthal, <laughs> the son of Hillary Clinton confidant. Sydney Blumenthal, who's known for his pro-Iran, anti-Israel stance. And the website, interestingly, routinely publishes conspiracy theories that adopt China's uh, line on lots of things. So I wonder, I wonder what, what's going How on there. How the funding works there, Yeah, you know, you know what? Those guys are that corrupted do it for free, almost, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, well, actually, mind you, they're Clintons, so they probably would look for money. No, I don't think they do anything for free, yeah. those Clintons. Yeah. So, um, as, our friend, as our friend, as our friend we heard make a speech said, those whores, the Clintons. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> well, this is, a cons this is a, an associate of an associate of the Clintons. Anyway, let's, uh, God bless them. So anyway, the article, with US support, Taiwan planted deception about warning of World Health Organization of COVID. I mean, basically, com it's completely wrong. Taiwan was... They were great. They were, way, they were the ones... They were who, way ahead. And they managed to tamp down the coronavirus yeah. because yeah. they took it seriously. So... 
That's what the double, that's where your tax dollars were going to until President Trump uh, withdrew the tax dollars. Oh my God, this last story for this morning, guys. Seriously, oh God, this no, it's is not the last so, story. Oh, it's not the last story. Okay. Oh no, actually, you want to tell that story? Do you want to tell no, the story no, about BLM? No, it, well, that's that's not. Is that a coronavirus? It's just good fun. It's not a coronavirus story. It's um, it's about how. By the way, here's a little side thing. If if you have the your local council or authority has put a BLM slogan on your road as they've done here in Los Angeles uh, apply to to write MAGA on the same public street and in one place they uh, one California city they suddenly discovered that 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 would create a that the original one was creating a traffic hazard so it would have to go so they wouldn't allow the next person to do it fabulous and so Eric Garcetti the mayor of Los Angeles has uh, you know to you know yesterday um, July 22nd uh, sent out this letter to dear Los Angeles congressional delegation, whatever. He was sent out this big, long letter about what he thinks should be done, right? Mm-hmm. What's, what really needs to be done now? In it's the new a, world. In the new world. There's a ton of stuff and, here. And it's classic uh, Democrat, never let a crisis go to work. Yeah, yes. there's tons of stuff here. We're going to pick out a couple of doozies that we think are worth looking at. One of the things he wants to happen is direct stimulus. Congress should include the monthly Economic Crisis Support Act, whatever, introduced by Senators Harris, Sanders and Markey, of course, Mm -hmm. which would get money to those hardest hit by this pandemic. The bill would provide $2,000 per person each month until three months after the public health emergency ends. I'm reading that super slowly because actually not so much for you guys listening, but for me to really believe what I've just read. You know what I mean? So I know I read that correctly, right? Um, And then he adds, the immigrant community must also be eligible to receive this funding, which is the code code for that is, by the way, the illegal immigrant community. And the code for that is illegal immigrants come here now and you'll get... $2,000 $2,000 per month. person. Per month. And by the way, per person, right? So if you so come here with your, with your, an with your adult child, adult child and your wife, 18. And then that is 6000 a month. Happy days. I mean, I mean, you know. 70000 a year. That's a lot of people sitting 000. at swimming pools with, you know, or sitting out in their back porch with like a, like a, like a kind of an umbrella drink. Club Tropicana. It's, it's for me. me. Um, other things, other things that I thought, what was the other thing I thought? Oh, like the, the homeless thing was very good too, Phil. Was it? Was that was it one of the other things? Well, they, they have to give a hundred. They've just got so much. They have to give a hundred billion because the billion that they spent here is really. It's gone so well. It's gone so well. You know, oh, small business. I want to read this one. Small business. So listen to this. And by the way, this I want to rant on just briefly. Mm-hmm. Allow me to rant briefly. Pr- allow me please to rant briefly. Congress should set new guidelines to spend the remaining 130 billion left in the Paycheck Protection Program with updated transparency mechanisms and a set aside for minority-owned businesses. So a set aside for minority-owned businesses. So our friend who, God help her, she's white, wouldn't be getting the set aside. But she's Taylor. a Northern Irish Catholic. Now she's a Northern Irish Catholic, by the way, who's brought up during the Troubles. Yes. Life was In fact, awful. She's brought up, brought up awful. Before, and before the Troubles too, when she was a victim of discrimination. Yes. Yes. So should she be able to but somehow... Then, then you get on to, uh, I love this, but our non-profit arts community has been especially hard hit. Oh, God. As we've seen historic cultural institutions like the LA Philharmonic shut down for the first time in 90 years this summer. All I want to say to that is, 
Have you heard of crowdfunding? Yeah, the people love the LA Philharmonic. Get them to pay. Yeah, look, there is a thing called crowdfunding now. There are lots of crowdfunding websites. There's Patreon, there's Indiegogo, there's Kickstarter, there's GoFundMe. If, if, if your arts is really popular or really artistic and people like it, Surely you should go out into the, into They'll the world. They'll all give you five dollars. And, and they all give you They'll five dollars. They'll all give you five dollars. Five dollars from the $2,000 re- they recently got. And the reality is they won't because your art is not good. No. It's not art, it's Oh, politics. well, steady now a minute. I would just disagree with you on the Philharmonic. Yes. On the Philharmonic. Yes. Okay, the Philharmonic, fine. I would give money to the Philharmonic. But the, most of the art, you know, that's, that's what he's true. doing. That's he's talking true. about, oh, the Philharmonic. But then he wants to give... Uh, you know, money. He wants to give fifty thousand to the uh, Venice Collective to, oh, to yeah. for their uh, yeah. for their play starring a disabled lesbian dyslexic who uh, joins an anti-Trump uh, yes. bus, and it's a play about her journey across America. And how fabulous where, where she, she is, and how awful Trump supporters are. Her, which meets yeah. Trump supporters are just one after the other, awful. Okay, so Ma- so. If, if you want to fund the, the disabled, lesbian, dyslexic, anti-Trump Do supporter... Do a crowdfunder and then and you'll find out how popular you are. And how good it is. And, and how what artistic pop- it yes, is. And we can say, oh, hang on, I want to do this one more. I'll do one okay. more of Eric Garcetti's brilliant ideas. It's terrible to leave people with the weekend on, a, on Eric Garcetti, but that is the way it is, unfortunately. We might have one more story. I can't remember. No, I don't Economic agree. Justice Act. One another part of it. Economic Justice Economic. Act. You know we the minute you see that. the word justice, you know you're in trouble. While we are seeking to combat the coronavirus, we must utilize this opportunity to bring, to begin to lay the groundwork for restorative economic justice for the black Americans and communities of color who have disproportionately been shouldered, shouldered the human and financial costs of this pandemic. Interesting. Congress should enact the Senate Democratic Economic Justice Act proposal, which would begin this process through 350 billion in funding to minority communities through childcare, job, job training, infrastructure, homeowners, down payment, whatever. In addition to these requests from the city, I wanted to highlight the top asks from our proprietary agencies and whatever. Can I just say something here? Can I just say something? I'm just so tired of the fact that... I'm just so tired of identity politics, by the way. I'm really tired of identity politics and the idea that, you know, that if you are black your life is awful. You know, there's enough people smart out there to know that this is complete nonsense, that that is not what divides, you know, no, actually, there's loads of black people who are like really, really having a fabulous time. I mean, I don't name, I can't name them all, but Kanye West or whatever, like he's got loads and loads and loads of money, you know, like there's there's loads of people who are super talented and what Will Smith, all these people, whatever, they're living they're living lives nicer than the royals. Well, nicer than some royals. They're living Will Smith is living a life nicer than ninety-nine point nine percent of everyone who's ever lived. Who's ever lived. Every royal member of every royal family ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you know, so this is nonsense, by the way. Um and and poverty uh, doesn't discriminate, actually. Poverty doesn't discriminate, you know. But anyway, I, you all know that. Um, I think we've come... we've come to the end. So there's n- th- th- we're coming to the end. This is Thursday. There's no podcast tomorrow, no daily virus tomorrow. We're heading off for a little we, break. Yes, and in fact, actually, we're not going to be having... We're not going to have daily viruses on a Friday for the next six weeks um because we need to try and instead of taking an actual vacation we're going to just take fridays off so um because it's one of the things it's interesting somebody just said this to me the other day and i think it's true 
it's it's very depressing this news um it's very depressing what's been going on and i think people do need to get out people need to try and get into nature um find the joy in the little things i constantly mm. say that and it's really important um and i hope you will and i hope you have a fabulous weekend um we're not even planning much we're doing a staycation we're gonna we have a kayak which we've never put in the water which we might well watch put in the space. water watch the space there could be photographs um we want to get out and um, try and think about something else and hope that this thing doesn't keep going on but it's 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 not looking it's not it's 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 a hard station right now I think it is people and i and i it's interesting you know i had somebody write to me from singapore yesterday a friend of ours and, and like just she basically said the same thing that we're saying all the time. You know, her, her sentiments of feeling sad, feeling despondent, uh, finding this all depressing. And she mm. has a lovely husband and lovely children. And, and she said that. And I'm like, she has a lovely life. She does. And she said, you know, I'm just, I'm just really down. And I hope, you know, whatever. And she's an artist. And it's like, yeah. So we, we get it. And we hope that wherever you are, that you're doing okay. Um, and we love you. And we love you for being here. It's, it's great for us. So, and keep sending us the comments and, oh, and the emails. please give us a rating. We love that. The five-star rating is very helpful to on us. On the podcast On the app. podcast app. Apple podcast app. Okay. All the best. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye. Um, soon. Next time. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.